You are now tuning into the Sincerely Shameless Podcast, where life experiences, relationships, and faith collide. Stay inspired. Be encouraged. You've got this. I hope you enjoy. What is up, Sincerely Shameless family? It is your favorite host, long-distance cousin, Sarah J., back at her desk with another amazing podcast episode. As you all know, this is the closeout and season finale for season six, and aren't we glad we made it? First things first, I've been distant. I have been gone. Um, <laughs> I have mentally been trying to wrap my mind around all of the changes that have taken place and trying to beg my body to catch up. And you guys, that is no joke. It has caused a bit of paralysis and quite the exhaustion. And we can get into that um, in the second segment of the episode, but we are making it. How have you been? What's been going on in your world? How was your Thanksgiving? Please tell me you showed up with plenty of Tupperware as I did in my Sarah J fashion. Um, I also hope you had a very beautiful Christmas and that you were taking down the trees because let's conserve on these energy bills. Um, I possibly was on the naughty list. I did not get anything. I'm just kidding. I got I got myself some stuff. I did get some items. I was really, really excited about that. And um, I've been literally just in a state of uh, journaling for the new year. So let's talk a little bit about that before we roll into the fullness of this episode. What are your new year's resolutions looking like? Are you doing a list? Are you gaining some weight? Are you losing some weight? Are you um, getting a man, losing your man? Are you preparing for a new family member, like a baby. I know some great things have been happening with the saints along the way. Um, are you changing careers, getting into school? What's what's really going on? Y'all catch me up. Um, I know for myself, some really cool things are happening. I uh, was accepted into my PhD program. So in about a few years, you all will be calling me a Dr. Sarah J. Uh, yes. And you don't want me to work on your bodies. It's not going to be as in the medical field. <laughs> <laughs> I also was recently featured in the Women Connected in Wisdom podcast, and that was a lot of great fun. We talked about the joy list and um, literally just reducing shame and building resilience in every aspect of our lives. So I'll paste the notes in um, the comments of this podcast. Also, was recently featured in um, a Canvas Rebel podcast, or more so interview magazine, maybe. Um, That was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. So I'll paste the notes in there. Y'all big things are happening. Um, I I guess my biggest question to you is what do you do when everything you prayed for starts showing up? I'll tell you what I do. I pray it away. I'm like, Lord, what is, (laughs) what is all this good stuff that's happening? (laughs) Um, seriously, no, seriously. Um, that is very, um, very toxic. Don't do that. Don't be like me, be better than me. I am working on that, but that is why it is imperative to write the vision and make it plain. So when it shows up, you know how to receive it. So, um, I've got so much to catch y'all up on. I am going to be honest. I think this episode is going to be a little all over the place. This is from my heart. Um, 
I couldn't sleep last night. Uh, it was bad. <laughs> but I'm back. I'm up. I'm better. Um, I want to release this before the new year. So hopefully it gets to you asappingly. Um, so yeah, let's go ahead and get into this episode. Um, totally looking forward to it. I want to start this segment of the podcast off with a statement. The life that you desire is worth creating. I know oftentimes we think that we can just go along and accept what life hands us and it's better that way rather swimming upstream. But I'll let you know, I'll be the first of many to tell you that the life that you desire is worth creating and it's up to you to only accept what you know is true for you. I know it can be tough as we get older. I, um, I've i seen myself do it. As we get older, we become a little bit more jaded day by day. And what used to irritate us now irritates us. And what used to not be a task is now a task. What used to wouldn't put us on our floor, I'm talking laid out, prostrate, on the floor, fainting in tears, now has us just in a down bad situation. But I want to be very clear when I say the life that you desire is a desire for a reason, and it is up to you and only you to create it. There is no Calvary. Literally, no one is coming to save us. <laughs> Y'all, I prayed about it. The Calvary does not come. The decisions that we have to make that are staring us in our face right now require us and only us to choose. The visions that we have in our head for our joy, for our contentment, for our happiness is worth us to design it and create it. And the people that we want in our life, those relationships, it's up to us to maintain them. So I guess my question is, what do you do when the previous season or the current season that you're in has literally beat out all of your optimism, positivity, and hope? I'll tell you, because I, I literally experienced this. When I made the decision to move, that was part B of my life falling apart. The life that I had previously created in 2018 was to sell my home, move into a mid-rise, drive a sports car, and um, work the job that I just accepted an offer for. That was my glamour life. I literally called my home the posh pad, okay? <laughs> and it was posh. And um, right after the announcement of COVID in the United States, um, around March, I looked around and the life that I had recently created was no longer the life that I wanted to live. I felt like I was lacking fulfillment. I felt like I was lacking um, my why. Um, I, I don't have, at the time, I didn't have a real good why. My why previously was getting out of a familial structure that 
caused much pain. And this is how I'll do it by living in this area, by working this job, by driving this vehicle, by befriending these types of people and by doing things that I enjoy. Well, as life would have it and time goes on, that part of fulfillment no longer was fulfilling. And so I was in a revamp season. In my mind, I knew it was time for me to go back to the drawing board, literally, and recreate a life that I wanted to live. Um, All of this was taking place in the revamp. I decided to change how I ate. I wanted to recommit myself to the gym. Um, And I got laid off of my job. (laughs) That was fun. And I also made a decision to move to Ohio to take care of my father in his last days. Well, moving to Ohio, I felt like I was out of resources. I felt like I didn't have the same breeding ground that I had in Atlanta to create this. So I started from scratch. I started making friends. I had to find new jobs. I had to find new ways to communicate with people. I had to find new ways to do new things in a new place that I didn't even truly want to be there or be in. So I'm creating this life and I'm realizing I'm getting hit in all different areas. Um, And I started to experience a defeated mindset. So if I were to give you guys pointers on how this goes is when you are in a season to create your new life, there will be periods of extreme defeat. You will literally feel like nothing is working. Then you will experience paralysis where you're like, well, if this isn't working and that's not working, it makes no sense for me to do anything because if the result is going to be it's not working, why even put effort in? And so I had experienced that low where I was like literal paralysis, emotional and mental paralysis. I was like, I, if I do nothing, I'm going to get the same result. If I do something, I'm going to get the same result. And so I was spiraling. And then I hit situational depression because I'm like, this situation just makes me sad. I am not sad in every aspect of my life. Just in this situation, (laughs) I am sad (laughs) and I do not like it. (laughs) Then um, I started to experience some wins, but because I saw all the L's chalked up on the other side, I experienced a lack of self-celebration. And so it spiraled out to where I literally was just exhausted literally and physically. And so my question is to you, what do you do when life is giving you life and you no longer have vision to create the life that you really want? These are some of the questions that I was stuck with while I was moving through this season of two years and two months of trying to recreate a life that I was actually happy to live, but also managing the emotions and the obstacles that came up against me while trying to recreate a life where I had no real good foundation. So as we move along these pointers, I want to share with you some things that I did. One, recognize you are your biggest enemy. You are literally your biggest enemy. There is no enemy greater than you. I'm going to tell you why. Because you have been stuck with you since the beginning of time. 
You know what triggers you. You know what upsets you. You know what defeats you've experienced. You know what downfalls you've experienced. You know that you have some type of failure that no one knows about, or you know what you did that evening when no one was looking. So you can literally be your biggest enemy and you can begin to tell yourself that you don't deserve the life that you desire to have. The other side of that is you are your biggest cheerleader because you know all those defeats that you experienced previously, you made it through. And that's how you're listening to this podcast. If you had been defeated, you would literally not be on this earth. You guys, I literally have to look at some of the stuff like that. I'm like, I'm like, Sarah, you're having a bad day. And I'm like, yes. And then I think about it. I'm like, well, wait a minute. I have air in my lungs to explain to somebody that I'm having a bad day. I am not dead. So how bad is this day? Like literally I have had to look at the other side of it. And so when I say you are your biggest cheerleader, I mean that you know what you've experienced and that you've made it through. I literally have had to look at the fact that I single-handedly made it through going to 30 different schools and I'm getting a PhD. Why can't I cheer myself on about that? But instead, sometimes we'll let the negative self-talk say, well, I mean, you barely made it through that. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. I did barely make it through that. <laughs> but literally being your biggest cheerleader just requires you to look at the other side of what you feel has defeated you. And so remember that while you are your biggest enemy, you are also your biggest cheerleader. And if I had to choose what side to be on, I'm definitely going to choose to cheer myself on. That's for sure. The third thing I want us to consider is the worst place we can live is in our head. No, nothing good truly is in our head. Like all the suppressed memories, all the defeats, all the downfalls are there. They live there. There's no money there. All of that happens in reality. Like literally think about it. Anything that you now want today and going forward is literally in front of you. It's not in your head. Why? Because you've already done that before. In our head, we hold our memories. What's in reality is what is in front of us to create new memories. So if we are living in our head, we're just experiencing and recycling old memories and experiencing the same old pain, which is different people, places, and things around us. But if we can get out of our head, and I'd have to say this to myself often, I have to literally physically stop myself like, Sarah, get out of your head. There is nothing good there. Because all you're going to do is take this very same instance and link it to something when you were five years old. Yes, that's how far back I go, y'all. That That is me spiraling. I'm like, you know what? This reminds me when I was eight. And it's like, ma'am, you have not been eight for over 20 years. If you do not get out of your head. <laughs> and so if you're listening to the Sincerely Shameless podcast, I am sure this is something that you do too. You are not there anymore. So get out of your head. What is good for you? What is going to get you closer to what you want is in front of you, not in your head. It is literally in front of you and it is living life on life's terms while getting what you want. And so the worst place we can live, especially embarking on a new year, is in our head. So that is something that I'm constantly having to remind myself about. Another point that I want us to consider is everything that you have 
is all that you need. For that life that you desire, the one that you want to create, you're possibly like me. I'm like, well, I I could do more if I just had this. And it's like, no, you can do that with what you have. I literally, as I was applying for the PhD program, I literally thought to myself, like, man, if I had just had a 3-0 in undergrad, and y'all, I had like a 1-9 in undergrad. I'm going to be honest. I don't want y'all to literally think I was out here doing anything bigger or better than what I was. I literally had like a 1-9 and was possibly on academic probation, like at all times, and lost a Pell Grant. But what ended up happening is I ended up graduating, and I ended up getting a master's, and I had a 3-9 in my master's. And I remember hearing some of the negative self-talk saying, well, if you just had a 3-0 in your bachelor's, it wouldn't take this long to approve you. And it's like, well, wait a minute, Sarah. The other side of that was go look at the requirements. The requirements said your last degree has to be your last degree GPA or curriculum GPA needs to be a 3-5 or better. I looked at my master's GPA and I was like, you got a 3-9. Why are you tripping? So everything that I needed, I already had. And I want to be the first person to tell you of many. And as a gentle reminder is that the life that you want to create, all the material, all the resources that you need, all the people that you think you need to have, all the, I don't know, furniture, clothes, shoes, I don't know, all of that, you already have it. You can create the life that you desire with what you already have. It's literally just this crazy, strange thing that we call a mindset change. And it takes like literal action. So I did want to tell you everything that you have is all that you need. And if you needed anything more to create that life, I guarantee you, you'd have it. Now, this one's the hard one. This, this, this fifth point is the hard one. Um, creating these this lives that we desire and making it through season revamps. This one is like, this one's key. Like one through four was key, but boy, five is key, long faith. I'm just going to say that. I'm going to leave that out there. I'm going to put that right there. And I'm going to let that one marinate. Do you know what long faith is? I'm talking. Long faith is believing that you can have the life that you desired despite what it looks like over long periods of time. It's kind of like long suffering. I remember saying like, oh man, I wonder what long suffering is. It's to suffer long. I'm like, oh, I don't want that. Long faith is to know in 2020, that you're about to make a move that may yield very little desired results and to make it to 2023, still believing that you can design the life that you desire to live. Long faith. I'll ask you, what's the longest you've believed in something? If you're anything like me, you're probably fickle and faint-hearted. I know I am. I'm like, look, I want this. Day two, I'm like, mm, I don't know. Do I really want it? Like, <laughs> Day three, I'm like, I, I don't need that. It's just, it's ridiculous. But like, seriously, when it comes to living the life that you desire, and if you really break it down into bite-sized pieces, you only get one life to live. You're only one year 
each year of your life. So you're not going to be 22 twice. You're not going to be 35 four times. I don't care how many times you want to celebrate your 35th birthday. You'll be 35 one time and then you'll age and continue on. So when you break it down like that, when you look at the bare minimums of it, like, and you look, okay, look, I'm alive, which means I still have an opportunity to seek the life that I desire. Boom. Point number one in my head. Point number two, if I only get one life to live, why would I spend it living a life that I didn't even enjoy? Boom. Point number three, I have to have the faith to believe that the life that has been put in my head, that I didn't make up, these visions, these thoughts, these goals in my head were given to me to live them out, not to torment or taunt me. (laughs) Like, These visions are in your head. This desire is in your head because it's the life you're supposed to be living. So you got to go after it. And it's going to require long faith. And when I say long faith, I literally just means it is to have faith over a long period of time, despite what it looks like. And that is challenging. So now I want to talk about what you can do to achieve some of these things, because I'm going to be honest, March of 2020, I decided I didn't like my life anymore that I had designed. I designed it. I just didn't like it anymore. I was like, oh, well, I've gotten all the things I've needed from it. And so now I want to redesign this new desire that I have on my heart by being an author, by being um, a PhD student, um, by being an awesome daughter while keeping and maintaining my health and fitness goals and um, a thriving podcast and a blog and working in a career that um, values the creativeness of me, but also values the professionalism. And so I started that journey in 2020, all while moving my life around, dealing with my father, estranging from the family and um, paying these bills. And running these errands, okay? So (laughs) it took long faith and faith over a long period of time. But I also took some notes. And I want to share those notes with you guys because it gets bleak. It gets grim. It gets tough. But then it gets good. And then it gets good. And then it gets real good. So here's what I've got for you. What can you do? One. Start changing habits. Now, when I say habits, I don't mean go change every single one of them. Change one habit at a time. And as you change these habits, these new habits will create a new future. One of the habits that I changed, I'll make it simple. I stopped eating a certain way. Now I actually like what my body looks like. I don't mind it at all. I'm like, hey, it's kind of dope. I like this. Look at all this. Boom. So start changing one habit at a time. Make it simple. Change one habit at a time. Another habit I did was for the month of November, I said no self-doubt November. I couldn't say one doubtful thing about myself in the month of November. Newsflash, I failed. I had to do no self-doubt in December. Newsflash again, I'm failing. So I'm gonna do no self-doubt in January. Like I have to get so good with creating these new habits. So when this life that I am desiring and showing up, I can actually accept it. And so bite-sized habit changes. So you can start to see changes in the future that you desire. 
muzzle your mouth. Point number two, muzzle your mouth. When I say, we will let the craziest things come out of our mouth and be mad that we don't like the results that we are seeing. I literally have to put a muzzle on my mouth. I literally had a girlfriend of mine text me. She said, how was Christmas? I said, underwhelming, amen. <laughs> like I literally couldn't add anything else to it because if I add anything else to it, I am gonna talk myself out of all of the joy, all the excitement, and then start to speak something that I don't like and then be mad that I got something I didn't like. So muzzle your mouth. I'm gonna use what our grandparents and parents say. If you don't got nothing nice to say about yourself, don't say nothing at all. Just literally zip it. Don't doubt yourself. Literally, if it's a vision in your mind, don't doubt yourself. You got to trust the process and trust yourself to not doubt yourself so you can get the life that you desire. You guys, we are at that stage in our life where we cannot afford to just take what life has to offer because I'm going to tell you right now, life ain't offering good stuff. It's giving you the leftovers from others who've been out here creating the life that they desire. And I all want us to be on that same track. So that's what, now I have another point. The other point of that is look on the other side of the burden. Look on the other side of the burden. If you look at the other side of the burden, you'll see that there's a blessing. So for example, I said, man, um, I want to get into this PhD program. The burden was, I got all these deadlines. They want a $200 deposit. They want me to fill out all this paperwork. But the other side of that burden is, you'll have your PhD and you'll actually be able to do what you desire to do in organizational leadership and then be able to make the type of money that you want so you can be the type of giver that you desire to be so that you can continue to design the life that you want. What side of that are you going to stick on? Are you going to be fussing about the fact that you got deadlines and those deadlines ain't changing? Or are you going to look on this other side of the burden and see that there's a blessing that's coming down the pipeline? Y'all, it's a literal mind revamp for the season revamp. We owe it to ourselves to do it. You, we, we can't afford to not do it. All right, so that was a lot. But I just want you to know, the life that you desire is worth creating. The other side of that is you don't have a choice to not create the life that you desire and then turn around and be mad that you got something you didn't like. So go for it. I promise you got this. All right, y'all, we have reached the final segment of the podcast. I'll be honest, y'all. Ooh, we, this was a tough one. I have recorded the season finale like a bajillion times. And this one I am actually very, very proud of because it is my true heart. And as I continue to grow in vulnerability, I can continue to grow in my shamelessness. And remember, the shameless, shameless. So let's get into this third and final segment of the podcast. This is the I'm Still Healing Moment. I am super excited about this because it's something old, something good, and something borrowed. This is the opportunity where I share with you guys some things that I'm still healing on, despite the whole fact that the podcast is something I'm still healing on. So um, this one is... Um, the joy list. 
I know if you guys are going to start to create the life that you desire, you're going to need the joy list. So this is actually really perfect. So there was this um, time, I can't remember specifically, but I want to say it was early winter um, in Ohio, 2022. I want to say it was like October. It was kind of cold. It was kind of rainy, muggy, gloomy, all the things I don't like. And I kept thinking to myself, you know, Sarah, you need to do some self-care. And I was like, oh, well, self-care, go buy something, you know. I don't know why we even call call that self-care because, oh my gosh, when you get your bill later that month. So I go into Victoria's Secrets and I'm like, let me just find something, you know, let me find something pretty, something I, you know, feel good in. Oh, please. So I am not sure if it was the weather, the the employees, the, the designs that Victoria's Secrets had, or I literally walked out with nothing, basically. I walked out with nothing and I remember mumbling something that kind of shocked me. I mumbled, I just don't like it. Pay attention to those small grumblings that you have to yourself. I literally walked out and I said, I just don't like it. And I kind of thought to myself, where did that come from? And um, it dawned on me that not only did I not like it, I didn't like any of it, right? Um, I didn't like nothing. I ain't like nothing. I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm not sure if you've ever experienced that in a season of life that you've been in. And it can be confusing because you get up and you keep going about the day. You do the task, you work the job, you deal with the people, you hang with the friends, you hang with the family, you chill with the spouse, you talk to the kids. But you have this moment of honesty where you just say, I, I don't like any of it. And that was the moment that I was having. And um, let's not be confused. Just because we do things doesn't mean we have to like what we do. And um, I wanted to do something with that. This, this, ugh, that I was feeling like I don't like it. So I walked home. No worries, guys. It it wasn't far. Um, I walked home and um, I immediately went to my laptop and I started journaling and I started writing down everything that I had to do. I, and it started with all the things I didn't like doing. I was like, I don't like paying bills. I, you know, I'm, I'm not liking this job. I'm, I, I don't like where I live. I, um, I, I want to hang with more friends. I don't like, and I just had a whole bunch of, I don't likes. Like I was young chief key for something. And, um, I looked at this list and it was an overwhelming 30 ticket items of things I didn't like doing. <laughs> and I was like, How could that be? And then on the other side, I wrote down all the things that I have to do. Well, all the things that I had to do was a number of 35. All the things I didn't like was 30. I was like, oh my God. So that means there's only five things I enjoy doing. And I was like, this, this can't be life. This, this can't be the season that I'm in. And so I end up writing on top of the piece of paper, joy list. And I looked at all the things that I had to do. And I asked myself, myself, I asked myself, what can I outsource? Like what of this list, what can I give to somebody else or pay someone else or just not do it all? Oh my gosh, y'all, I got that list down to 15. Then I looked at my don't like list and that list, significantly decreased to like nine. 
I said, okay, I combine the things of things that I have to do. For example, like I have to pay bills or else I won't be homeless. Like I don't like it, but I have to do it. So I have that list. I combine the list with the things that I have to do regardless. And then for every two items, I squeezed in something I enjoy doing, the joy list. And so for every two things that I do, there is something that I insert with joy. Whether that is praying, whether that that is having a dance party, whether that is working out. And I'll make it simple for you guys. When you make your joy list or if you're considering making a joy list, make these ticket items of joy easily attainable, meaning that you can do them at any point. Because what can happen is you can get to your limit and be near implosion or explosion. And it will take, if you put trip to Maui on there, honey, you're going to fall apart because <laughs> you're not going to be able to make it a Maui in like 30 seconds. And so one of my things on my joy list was dance in the middle of the store. Love doing that. So if you ever see a video of me going viral because I'm dancing in the middle of the store, just know that it wasn't planned and it's who I am. Another thing that I enjoy doing in the midst of my day is going for a run. I blast the music, something of the likes of Lil John, Bia Bia, that's my joint, okay? And I just sprint hard. I'm talking 7.5, 2.0 incline. I take off, like gone. Other things that I do on the joy list is praying. Sometimes I have to stop middle of the day and say, you know what, Lord? Nope. No and no. And as I looked over that list of things that I have to do and the tasks for the day and then working those joy um, opportunities in, I've experienced a little bit more fulfillment throughout the day because it gives me something to look forward to. And so one of the things that I was still healing in was that I had all these things to do And I felt like every time I turned around, someone else was giving me just yet another task and I wasn't feeling fulfilled. And so with these tasks, things quickly become jobs real fast, okay? I decided to put some joy in my day because I'll tell you what, life is not just going to say, hey, Sarah J, want some joy? Oh, no, no, no. You got to create that too. Can you believe it? You got to create that too. So, um. I encourage you, I implore you, if you are looking to see a different type of life that you have or change the trajectory of what you're experiencing, or even if you want to experience more joy because you're already experiencing it, go ahead and write down those list of things you have to do. You don't have to like it. You got to write down the things that you have to do, the things that have to get done and ask yourself what can be outsourced. And then once you minimize that list, go ahead and work you some opportunities for joy. Do a high level joy opportunity, whether that's a vacation, do a mid-level opportunity where it's a fine dining experience and like a low level, like I bust out in a dance, like in the middle of the floor. I would, I would, I would love to see you guys joy list. I I almost want to share mine. I think y'all chuckle at how much joy I experience from doing very free things. But that's my I'm still healing moment is experiencing joy that I have to create because life isn't going to give me that. And it's not on sale at Amazon either. All right, y'all. We have come to the end of two things. We've come to the end of season six and we have come to the end of this episode. I truly hope 
you enjoyed it. I truly hope you share with a friend and I truly would love your feedback. You know where to reach me. Call me, beat me. Okay, I'm done. All right, you know where to reach me. Instagram, she's so with two O's, shameless underscore. You can find me on the blog where you can submit comments, suggestions, all that good stuff, um, theshamelessbrand.me. And um, now you guys can find me um, on these features. Like I said, I'll post them in the notes. I'd love your feedback. Love you much. Happy New Year. And I can't wait to record season seven with you guys. Coming to you soon. All right, bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to another Sincerely Shameless episode on the Sincerely Shameless podcast, where we unpack shame through vulnerability. It takes courage, resiliency, and effort. I truly hope you get the opportunity to share this episode with a friend who shares it with another friend who shares it with another friend as we all collectively come together to become the better version of ourselves. If you haven't already had the opportunity, be sure to head over to www.theshamelessbrand.me for blog updates. We can also stay in constant communication through Instagram, and that is at she is so shameless with two O's and underscore at the end. I really look forward to chatting with you next week. You are loved, and we got this.